Stop ruining it. <laughs> okay, no. No, no, no. We need to say that we started out with... <laughs> I give up. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Yalla. I'm Majid. And I'm Mishari. And we're starting a podcast company. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I've made a podcast before. So I guess we're qualified. What's the worst that could happen? Don't even get me started. All right, back in the studio. We are back. I've missed this. I feel like it's been a while since we've been in here. Well, we've been kind of busy. We've been like flying around the world and stuff. Allah, around the world. Okay, so we've been flying around, uh, and why have we been flying around? Well, what are, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about the focus groups we did. We did some focus groups, guys. They were great. We met some awesome people, and they gave us some amazing feedback and information. Shout out to all those guys who participated. And I think, like, the reason we did the focus groups is because we felt, uh, in terms of content, especially Arabic content, yeah. you and I are not... No, the, uh... let's let's be very clear. <laughs> you and I are not the Arabic content experts, yeah. and it was critical that we understand what the listenership of Arabic content listen to. What is it they want to hear? Like yeah. why why are they listening to it in Arabic? What in Arabic is it that that's interesting for them? Exactly. So our first focus group was in Dubai. Do you? Or, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Watch it. Uh, our first focus group was in Dubai. <laughs> Dubai. I am not letting your wife yell at me again. Um, do you want to set the scene for the sure. listeners? So um, we were at the Emirates Towers. And, um, well, because we've been so busy, we didn't realize Jitex was on, this consumer electronics uh, exhibition. So we were expecting everybody to turn up on time, and then things were drawing to uh, an extended start. In all fairness, just one of the first fiascos involved in <laughs> us running focus groups. So yeah, we had some people who ended up canceling because they couldn't make it because of the traffic. And you ended up walking around grabbing random people. Yeah, from... I, was, I was using my expertise <laughs> skills in approaching strangers. <laughs> so um, we're here in a meeting room with people sitting around a big table. And we've got uh, our microphone in the middle of the table. Um, and we're asking them questions and we're really trying to engage in a discussion to really draw out the essence of perhaps um, what these people would be listening to. And the first thing we want to talk about was um, their take on Arabic content. Um, so when we asked who consumed Arabic content on a regular basis, only about half the room raised their hand. Uh, and when we asked why this was, we uh, one of the participants had this to say. Because it's literally weak. It is weak. There is nothing out it's there. Boring. It's not. There's nothing out there that can top the rest. Let's put it uh, that way. Like I, if they're I, gonna I, come out, they're gonna come out. I have another. Very sweet. I have another. Yeah, I have another. So is it, sorry, just to follow that, we'll go to the production value, or is it just the story? Production value? and content. Production and content. Do you think in English or Arabic? Uh, and when it comes to the relevance of the content, so it's someone. too commercial here. No, it's here. like it's the same stuff for the last twenty years. No, yeah. right. last, okay. there are things that are happening right now. We yeah. are relevant. Okay, so he had a lot to say. We're not going to play the whole clip because he really did have a lot to say. Uh, but in all fairness, most of the room was nodding along in agreement. You see, I feel that the content being produced 
feels irrelevant to our generation. I mean, look yeah. at what we're consuming in social media. And then what you find on the TV or on the radio, it's just, it's not the same world. And the thing is, we grew up with it, but we're so now attuned to how inauthentic it is yeah. and how prepped and prepared it is. Yeah. And so when we're watching it, we're going, okay, this, 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 isn't, this isn't how I operate. This isn't my world. And I think the argument they were making in the room was, if it's not made for me and it's not relevant to me, yeah. then I might as well just consume Western content. Yeah. And, and I think that's, well, you see, the relevance here is talking about what's in with them, what, what's yeah. hip, what people want to, I sound so old. But <laughs> you saying they, hip yeah. is the most <laughs> hilarious thing I ever. dad shoes on. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is if you're consuming music and, you know, youth culture and you're just, this is where my world is. And then you turn on the news and you're not finding that. Yeah. And you're not, I mean, the news or all these other medium. You're going to go to where the music's coming from. It's, you know, there's a lot in the Western world yeah. and social media. Um, and the the reason why it was important that the question of do you think in Arabic or English was asked was that these are people who do think in Arabic. Yeah. So they're not going to Western content for the English. They're going because it's relevant to them. Yeah. And I think it became even more clear as to why people don't consume even the local uh, English content when we started asking them why they go to podcasts. Because yeah. it just inadvertently re- led to local radio and all these other things. Yeah. So yeah, let's listen to that part. Okay, so you go there, you go to podcasts for like you feel like they're more educational, but rather than they're necessarily something you listen to. Yeah. The relevance is very sort of dosed. Yeah. It's twenty minutes, thirty minutes. That's it's great. Yeah. Or if on when it's the radio, I it's it's tune in here, or it's I very rarely go. To, it's so snobby, but I I rarely go to kind of the local radio. It's usually BBC Radio One or. No, but there's, there's, yeah. we're trying to get to the reason why. So do you feel that that radio has more that it has, content you want? Yeah, like the music is more interesting. It's not just, and also they don't repeat songs quite as often. Yeah. Yeah. And the kind of the banter between the radio hosts feels a little less strange. Yeah, it's not cringy, it's more authentic. I mean, Dubai Eye is great, but they talk for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I find myself needing a bit of variation. Dubai Eye is one of the top radio talk stations in Dubai. Okay, so how do you guys feel about the interaction that happens between hosts on the radio here? It's horrible. Uh, God, I hope they don't feel like that about us in our interaction. Look, um, this, this is as authentic as it gets between you and I. Yeah, true. The thing is, it all works over time. Yeah. Um, I remember when we started out... Um, we got some good feedback from the listening party. Yeah. You know, we've, we've understood about how we need to be able to engage with each other and the listenership. And let's be honest, we started out with like a full script on episode one. Yeah, episode which, one was fully scripted, guys. And we recorded it because we didn't know how to kind of do this. Yeah. Uh, and it was only after the listening party, after we got the feedback and people were like, no, we like it when you guys are organi- organically just kind of like... Um, riffing off of each other that we then now we just kind of have notes on what we want to talk about between the sound clips which I think works better for us um, so that was the Dubai um, focus group now it's time to step on our adventure to Riyadh and an adventure it was <laughs> so this is our first video media business trip how did you feel about it yeah um, look business trip is a nice <laughs> way to put it <laughs> but 
<laughs> let me let me get into what a business trip for a bootstrapping company looks like. So first, I got a cab and I picked you up. <laughs> yep. And we drove all the way to Sharjah Airport because that was where the cheapest ticket to Riyadh was from. Absolutely. We <laughs> meandered through Sharjah Airport and we waited around in a very busy. Um, Waiting area <laughs> room. Yeah, it was it was a hall with a lot of seats, but that was only after we picked up our coffees from the food court. <laughs> and finally, when we decided to get on the plane, I remember you thinking, "Well, okay, we've just got enough time to get on." And then we got there a little early. Yeah, I, I misread the time of takeoff, and then we ended up just standing, standing in, in line the, <laughs> in the gate because there weren't any seats at the gate, so we ended up standing for thirty minutes. But you know, it's fine; it happens. Sometimes I just can't tell time, and I also can't tell the difference between left and right when I'm driving. FYI, in case anyone's ever in a car with me. But anyway. Finally, the, the flight was really cool. We yeah. land in Riyadh, and then we grab a Uber mm-hmm. uh, to our hotel. There was an interesting arrangement where some of the rooms faced inward to a courtyard, but, you know, so that you weren't peeking into other people's room. They had this nice, like, tinting on the glass. So. Was it wasn't tinting. They just covered the whole window yeah, with black plastic, so we couldn't see out. True. People couldn't see in. I remember thinking, like, oh, it's dark already. <laughs> and then you start, like, in the corner of the window... It's like peeled away, like part of the black stuff. Anyway, um, I think one thing I do want to explain, just so people understood, uh, was bootstrapping. Yes, bootstrapping is Majid's favorite word. It's uh, the word he uses every time I try to buy something nice or do something nice for myself. And then he yells at me and tells me that we're a startup and that we have to bootstrap. Tell them what bootstrapping is, Majid. Okay, bootstrapping is really to try and build a company on a minimum cost, Mm -hmm. right? You are trying to shrink and essentially work on as little or as low a cost as possible. And so you bootstrap or some call it like on a shoestring budget. So we've arrived at the hotel. I'm horrified. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're adjusting. (laughs) But it's time for, like, we barely had, like, I think 10 minutes in the hotel, and we had to rush out um, to get to the focus group. So my friend Shadin, who's based in uh, Riyadh, helped us set up this focus group, actually. She helped get the people. Uh, She allowed us to use her office. That was really cool. even brought food. Yeah, (laughs) no, hold on. Shout out to Shadin. I I really ate so well when we were in Riyadh, thanks to her. Yeah, no, and this was the only focus group where the participants were fed. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we we were there. We were in her offices, um, both in the focus group in Dubai and the one here in Riyadh. There was something that was sort of kept coming up, and it mm-hmm. just kept pinging me, which was that everybody wants something visual, even if they're not necessarily watching it and only listening. I'll tell you first. Um, mm. I was introduced to podcasts by a friend of mine who said that all they do is listen to podcasts. Okay. So I downloaded the purple one. By the purple one, she means Apple Podcasts. I tried once or twice to listen. I just couldn't get myself to do it. Okay. Um, I think this is something personal because my entire life I've been a very visual person. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in the morning when I'm sitting there for half an hour trying to get ready, YouTube is on and I'm listening to... Um, Good Mythical Morning, for example, uh, with DeFranco. Yeah. And there are... DeFranco. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, yeah. <laughs> and there are quite a lot of visual cues that mm. he refers to. Yeah. But I'm sitting there getting ready, and when he points or, or, or says so something, then I look, and then I'm back to getting ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if I'm not visually engaged, the fact that something is playing visually the background, yeah. is still... I don't know why, at the back of my mind, it's making me feel like, yes, I'm doing something with my time. <laughs> <laughs> Get me a camera, Majid. <laughs> The people want to see my face. <laughs> this is really, really interesting. 
So everybody wants these visual cues. Yeah. Right? Everybody wants to see. And let's be honest also. We're a curious bunch here in the Middle East, right? Medical feed is the word you're looking <laughs> okay, for. Sorry. Well, the vocabulary. But it was all about like get out the visual sort of media. But then people were saying they were just checking out visually. Yeah, like she didn't even care to actually be watching the video. Yeah. She just wanted the option of looking at it if and so when she chose. Yeah. And it's also not just that. Like the thing that I thought found was interesting was there were even other people in other focus groups that were talking about the fact that they put on a YouTube video in their car and then they drive and then they just look down whenever they're in traffic or at a traffic light. So let's, let's, let's make this clear. We do not condone watching anything <laughs> while you drive. Yeah. There's enough danger being in a car alone. So please, if you are watching any YouTube, please do not do it while you're driving. Oh my God, is there a hand in here? <laughs> so Delara, the intern, just put her hand up. Um, We're going to have to do some after podcast rehabilitation of the team. <laughs> okay. So listen, there was that. The other big takeaway, especially in the Riyadh group, was um, how important the accent and that role it plays with Arabic content. So the more localized you are, the more um, you'll be, they'll be engaged. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So instead of doing Fusha, for example. Yeah. 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 By the way. Not our game. Fosha is yeah. not where we're going to go. Like, there's the, all of the regular media is doing that, and we see the kind of exactly. like, I mean, like I connection you're getting. Yeah. Within Saudi, especially when it comes to like, uh, uh, radio advertising, there's something called like uh, yes. literally, uh, basically a Saudi accent that is understood from Jeddah all the way to Qatif, from Jov yeah. all the way down to Jizan. And, um, I did come across individuals on t- on on their, you know Arabic TV the different stations who speak that with the same sort of like white Arabic, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, a Jazari, a Maghribi, a, an Iraqi could understand it fully, fully. <laughs> and then I'm yalla mitragin bilinglazi. Now I'm supposed to figure out my accent in Arabic. Uh, we're screwed. <laughs> Look, I I think it's important that we understand that accents make things more relatable. Yeah. And I know from my own experience, I speak German, English, some Arabic. <laughs> I'm working on it. We but, flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I've noticed that when you approach people in their own accent, they immediately connect. And this obviously plays out in any audio or video medium where they are hearing their own accent back and yeah, well, true. here, the challenge is we've got a lot of different accents. So this Lahjabeba, which is this sort of sort of middle ground accent, is mm-hmm. critical to nail. So you're not either alienating or sort of pointing in a certain direction with the content. No, I think I completely agree with that. And I think that's why it's important for us to, again, highlight the fact that on different shows, we are going to have different hosts, and hopefully those different hosts will have different accents yeah. so that people will not be annoyed by our American accents. <laughs> <laughs> or our attempts at Arabic. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Look, this was two focus groups, um, and then this one, they were so rich with their feedback, and it was so small, I was really trying to take in as much as I could in the moment, but I was totally exhausted after it. And literally went back to the hotel, we passed out, and the next morning we had to head to Kuwait. Yeah, so woke up the next morning, we got to the airport in time, we went to the lounge and sat down. 
I checked Chilling. the time of the of the airplane yeah. multiple times to make sure we didn't show up early. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly, about 30 minutes before the flight was supposed to take off, the screen says flight delayed till 6.40 p.m. Yeah, let's. Let, we were about to fly midday or like 2 o'clock. Yeah, it was supposed to and be 12.50. Like, like, yeah, exactly. And like it was delayed by We've like 6 hours. we got 6 hours. hours and... Sort of, I, I love the, how our reactions, I was thinking, oh, how are, we, how are we gonna find a way? And you were like action mode. You're like, just go, go, go. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't have time for your like calm, laissez-faire attitude. We had to be in the focus group in Kuwait. I think it started at like seven or something yeah. like that. So we did not have time to mess around. Luckily, there was like a flight that was at 2.20. Yeah. And so then we tried to figure out how we could like buy tickets to get on that flight uh, with Jazeera Airways. And we literally went to information. They sent us to somewhere else. And then we went to that place. And there was just a security guard there who was like, talk to someone else. And then we tried to talk to someone else. And then he ignored us. And so I was like, screw this. We're going out. And we're going to just buy the tickets from outside. At which point, we go to the guy who's you know guarding the passport control area. And we're like, hi. <laughs> we need to go outside and buy tickets because our flight was canceled. And he was like, let my seal. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Point being is, I had to relay to a multitude of people the urgency by which we needed to get out of the airport and back to the check-in counter so we could buy our ticket. Like, watching you patiently stand in line, like, kafu. Really practiced sabr or ihtaram. So um, we didn't have a freak out, and we got those tickets, and then suddenly on the way back into the gate... Everybody's like, ha shabab, Like, they were super cool with us. And then we finally shuffle out only to wait some more. And then we get on a flight completely exhausted. From yeah, this. seriously. But yeah, no, we barely got to Kuwait in time, which was sad because I really wanted to show you around Kuwait. I would have loved more time. It was your Kuwait. first trip. Yeah. We, we literally, we took... Uh, we we, Hemshay, yeah. we saw your mom. Yeah. <laughs> we stopped in at mom's, had really nice cake and tea. I was super happy we got that. Uh, we, we, we said hi to mom and then we got in a car and we had to drive to uh, Shuech, which is like the industrial area of yeah. Kuwait and was super crowded and busy. But yeah, we made it to the focus group, which we did in collaboration with... With, uh, the cross-cultural diwaniya. Uh, just for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, it's a group in Kuwait and they organize uh, basically uh, discussion groups every single month discussing a different topic. It's really, really cool. People come in. I like the opportunity. There was, was really gracious of them to let us use uh, their cross-cultural diwaniya to have a conversation about social media and how you basically engage with it. What we did was we turned up into this really hip sort of industrial area. Yeah. And you could see there was, you know, CrossFit gyms and like, <laughs> you know, third generation coffee. And, and I really felt at home, <laughs> hipster <laughs> paradise or something. Yeah. But we turn up and then there was this really cool like three floor, um, yeah, what was it, cafe come sort of work area. And at the top, there was this really big, that was big space yeah. where 30 plus people eventually joined us yeah. and we were handed two microphones and that because to the speaker to the system, speaker system yeah. exactly and so what we figured out was okay mushari you hold this mic and you ask the questions and i will do literally crossfit for the rest of the <laughs> evening pacing back and forth to different speakers but yeah. it was super super cool no it was definitely definitely cool and i think something that surprised both of us was how big social media featured in the conversation in, mm -hmm. in the focus group in Kuwait versus other focus groups, um, and how 
much it was used as a source of media yep. uh, in Kuwait. So we can kind of listen to that clip here. Let's see what they all had to say. So WhatsApp is a big, is a big yes. source of media. And what do you consume on WhatsApp? Is it the videos that are being sent or? Uh, not videos, uh, the information. Uh, anything that happened in the community, uh, the post, uh, sometimes uh, newspapers, they uh, send it through the WhatsApp. So I read the, I read the newspaper through the WhatsApp also. Can I just ask by a show of hands, who here depends on WhatsApp like messages or forwards or notifications to hear what's happening immediately in terms of news? Okay, so I would say a good third of the room. A third of the room? Like when I saw everybody's, you know, hands go up, that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I am one of those people that most people who message me on WhatsApp know I avoid my WhatsApp as much as possible. I tend to like get home and just throw my phone across the room and just avoid it. So the fact that people are so engaged with their WhatsApp and yeah. that's where they get their news. I mean, I've, I've seen these like circulars and I've heard people say, oh, I heard this on WhatsApp. And it was like, what? And one of the participants brought up something interesting about social media and why we use it actually. If you look at the, uh, the way it's called government, their official report, the top two reasons why people use social media in the Arab world is socializing and having news. And that should serve for us as an indicator that our media system, the existing media system within our region, is not really uh, legitimate or people trying to avoid it to access more honest news, more uh, non-biased news, and avoid what exists in, uh, in our region, our media system that we have. So you bring up an interesting point. By show of hands, who here trusts the mainstream media that is locally produced. <laughs> so radio, TV shows, newspapers. For the for the audio recording, not a single hand has gone up. <laughs> so how did you feel like in the room when not a single hand went up? It was like both surprised and then at the same time I was like, wow, like not a single hand. Like I would have thought at least one for maybe the older people in the room. But no, I, it, it also gave me an indication of what we're going to be you know, dealing with. There are a lot of people who want to find the news themselves, yeah. will go to a trusted source that they feel they can trust. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot to talk about there. It's, like, it's interesting because even one of the participants in the focus group, uh, who was a journalist, she, she said she went... Uh, and she was being interviewed for this job, and yeah. they were offering her the job at a newspaper, but they told her, just so you, to be clear, mm. because of the laws and because of the regulations, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to report on this and this and this, and yeah. we're going to have to censor this and this and this. And it was a big shock to her, uh, especially because she's not originally from the region. Yeah. So I think it's also very important for us to kind of to go back to the point where she was talking about censorship and stuff like that. I mean... Legal ramifications is something we always have to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, starting a media company in this region. Yeah. It's one of those things where you always have to remember, oh, wait, I can say this in this country, but I can't say this in that country. And if I'm in that country, then that's legal. And if that country, okay, it's, you know what I mean? It's funny that we make this a big deal here, but mm. that's happened in Europe. Yeah. It's happened in Europe where there's defamation or there's somebody speaking out of turn. It's happened in the States to certain extents. I think there's a very big difference between slander and defamation yeah sure okay and between censorship 
sure. from yeah. higher up. Yeah, <laughs> I just what I'm trying to say is exactly the the it's it's not it's nothing new. It's just yeah. the degrees of variation. Let's put it that way. But either way, what was very clear is that there is a big trust issue. Yep. So there's trust issues, but when we went back to the focus group, they were also saying that media is not relevant to them anymore. I mean, yeah. just what is, what is out there in the media, it's just not what they want to hear or see. Uh, to what you're saying, what I'd like to see is just more like active manufacturing of culture, like new movies that speak to what's going on now. We're like stuck in this pearl diving age, and we just keep repeating it when there's a lot of opportunity to do it new things, what's currently happening now, like exploring that in terms of media, art, what have you. So there's a lot that, for example, in Sassarat and Mantu Milan, there is set in today's age. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, I don't watch the whole okay. lot. So they're set in today's day and age, which is what you're asking for. So what are they not giving you? I guess the type of depth I'd like to see, like my what I'm, but this is what's subjective. Yeah. But I'd be into like something like Black Mirror, you know, deep societal commentary, mm. uh, something more political, informative. That's okay. just where I usually tend to naturally anyway. Mm. So it's just more that being manufactured here. So Majid, we're gonna create the next Black Mirror, episode one. People can only communicate through WhatsApp. <laughs> I think we're going to save ourselves that journey. Listen, this, this has been so intense with all the different focus groups. There's one thing I did want to sort of bring up that really caught me also on our way out from the focus group in uh, Kuwait. There were some of the participants were saying, look, the problem is there's also a lot of these narratives going around mm -hmm. in media that are not relevant anymore. Yeah. I mean, the helpless female. Yeah, that we doesn't have, have any power. Yeah, and that's just mesquina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we've got a lot of female empowerment in this region, and yeah. it's surging forward. Then there was also this whole sort of, you know, uh, old school domestic sort of, yeah, like, exactly. Male situation. that, you know, doesn't allow his wife out of the house anymore and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like a lot of just these negative narratives that and stereotypes, are, and stereotypes. They're really sort of sort yeah. of self-replicating stereotypes exactly. in the media that are really unfortunate we have so many young progressive people and i think it was important to highlight that 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 needs to be removed from the circulation so i mean there were a lot of good points uh, from yeah. the focus groups and we don't have time to discuss them all i mean this is literally maybe less than one percent of the the audio that we have from yep. those focus groups. I remember being sort of mind was full and almost like buzzing with ideas and exhausted at the same time. Yeah. But the whole journey had to come to an end. We got in the car. And I and took you to the airport. Took me to the airport. <laughs> Adventure over. over. Which brings me to the end of the episode. And I'm Ooh. thinking, what are we doing between now and the next episode? We're giving the people what they want much, right? I mean, we did all these focus groups, so there, hopefully there was a point to all of it. Um, so guys, we're working on a third show that is going to be in Arabic. Uh, so hopefully they'll get to hear about how that's going. Uh, and maybe we could even try seeing if uh, we can get the host on here or they can hear from the host. We'll see. 
Uh, and we're also gonna try to do some video content since people want to see your pretty, pretty face, Majid. Oh man, you mean I can't turn up like this to the studio anymore? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that I think you should have been turning up to the studio looking like that, anyway. All right, well, if that's the case, guys, join us on the next episode to find out what our new show is going to be about. Also, let us know whether you guys agree with the points that were made in the focus groups, or disagree for that matter. You can find Yalla on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Angami, or wherever else you get your episodes from. This has been a production of Finial Media, recording out of Dubai. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we love your feedback, so keep it coming. This is Majid saying, Ma'as Bye, guys. 